Well, it's a beautiful, very spring-like day, super mild, and birds are singing, and even the mud on the road, even though it's it rained last night, the mud on the road has lost that kind of half-frozen, half-gelatinous texture that you get, and it started to feel like sort of normal gravelly mud. Oh, and when I breathe in the air, it just feels easy on the lungs. It makes me want to go running. We're leaving today for a couple days, going down to Philadelphia to see a friend of my wife's. And in this instance, my parents are coming to stay, take care of the chickens and the dogs and the cat, because frankly, it's still winter time and stuff can happen and you, you want somebody in the house. Uh, rather than someone just coming over to take a look at it. And partly because my parents are coming, but also partly because, um, well, it's good policy. We are really cleaning up the house before we go. My parents are much neater than we are. Um, and I know it would distress them to enter a house uh, that is a mess and they would spend their time cleaning it up and I don't want that. Uh, but also it's just such a delight when you come back from a trip and the house is clean. It feels like you get to have the experience of going away and then you come back and there's there's really a fresh slate. Like you get to start from a place of possibility instead of starting at a deficit. On a smaller level, this is what it's like to clean the shop each week. And on an even smaller level than that, this is what it's like to put away my tools each day. And I don't clean the floor, but I do sort of pick up after myself, which is much aided by the fact that I keep my shop very stripped down. Um, but it means that each day when I go up to work, I don't have to deal with the detritus of the previous day. I just need to start in on that day. And the, the longer a period of time that you've been gone, the, the more important it is that you do this because a mess that feels fresh, if you were to come back to it one day later, feels stale if you come back to it several days later. And it might even lead to an avoidance where you start avoiding a certain situation. I know we have them around our house. The biggest one right now is a pile of old clothes in our bedroom that we need to bag up and stuff into the Salvation Army uh, box at the dump, but we just haven't gotten around to doing it. And. When the situation turns stale, it starts to get that resistance to you doing something about it. Our eye naturally sort of glazes over the situation, and it also just feels like it's a heavier lift to, to deal with it the more time goes on. Now, sometimes you start to deal with a situation that you thought was a heavy lift, and it turns out to not take very long at all. That's often the case, and it's embarrassing how often I fall for that. 
and yet it continues to feel that way. So one of the biggest gifts that we can give ourselves is to clean up the house when we're going away for a few days. And one of the biggest gifts professionally I can give myself is to clean up my shop once a week so that when I come back on Mondays, everything feels cleaned and squared away and I'm starting fresh again. This is also one of the reasons why I like to do a weekly post office run and a weekly bank deposit so that things don't build up to the level where I feel like um, like there's things hanging over my head. At the same time, it doesn't make sense to, for some things to try to sort of maintain them on the daily level. It doesn't make sense to go to the post office every day if I have something that's ready to go to the post office. It does make sense to sort of have a, have a weekly time frame for that. Now in the household, the time frame for various things is going to be determined by several factors. What your infrastructure is for dealing with the situation, right? Do you go to the dump once a week? Do you go to the dump once a month? Do you take out your compost once a day? Do you take it out once a week? I've already talked about my feelings about that. Um, you know, do you clean up your dishes with each meal or do you leave them all to the end of the day? I'm very much a proponent of cleaning things up with each meal. In general, in general, I feel like the more I can do in the moment to pick up after myself, to clean up after myself, to leave myself a clean slate in the moment, the more I free up the possibility of something unexpected happening down the road. So if, for instance, I have a policy of leaving dishes in the sink until the end of the day to deal with, which sometimes happens. I'd say about 50% of the time that happens. On those days, I'm much less likely to feel inspired to do some fancy dinner where I'm trying something new going the extra mile on something or other because it feels like there's this I've I have front-loaded the day with or I've back-loaded the day with this burdensome pile of dishes that I know is gonna require dealing with and so I'm gonna take that into account when I think to myself well, how much time do I have to devote to this how much energy do I need to reserve to deal with these dishes And I think by front-loading our effort, we leave ourselves open to inspiration. We leave ourselves open to the possibility of doing something differently down the road. And if we, if we backload our effort, then we are essentially saying, uh, I'm going to take it easier now and assume that I will do less later because I will have to do this all this sort of extra work that I'm not dealing with right now. And there are certainly times in my life where I do that. For instance, a lot of our bookkeeping 
gets backloaded to this time of year, January. And I don't want to do that anymore. I want to front load it. And I want to, uh, you know, what would my January look like if I didn't have to do all the bookkeeping for the year, you know, much of, much of the bookkeeping for the year in January? I don't know, because I've never given myself that gift. And in the end, that's what it is. It's, it's a gift that you're giving yourself. And you don't know what opportunities may come from that gift. But this is something that I learned when I was about 10, and I was a real slob as a kid, as many kids are, but I just didn't pick up after myself at all. And my room was the place where I was allowed to express that. For the first six months, uh, six years of my life, I shared a room with my sister, and then I got my own room when my brother went off to college. And after a couple years, around 10, I believe, he said, we were driving somewhere. He was driving, I was riding. And he said, you know, I mean, people might appreciate it if you picked up after yourself more. And that just, I don't know if it blew up my head at that moment. I certainly remember it. But from that moment on, I started picking up after myself more and then more and then more until I'd thoroughly developed the identity of myself as someone who kept things orderly. And that changed. That orderliness came about over the course of two or three years. And with that, I came to appreciate and identify how valuable that habit was in allowing me to keep space open for possibility and adventure. Now there is a dark side to orderliness, which is where you are so disgusted by disorder that you flee it um, and you become overly rigid. And honestly, that was me in college. I had a girlfriend who I broke up with because she was a real slob. And in every other way, she was fantastic. And I think I was scared by the idea of ending up with someone who was that messy. And I have ended up with someone who's not that messy, but way messier than me. And actually it's been a really healthy thing for me that my wife is a messier person than me. And it's certainly probably the biggest struggle in our relationship is the different levels of orderliness that we would like and the guilt that she feels about it and the frustration that I feel about it. But I know that for me it's been a healthy thing to be pushed to be less orderly than I otherwise would, to let go of that slightly neurotic edge that an orderly person can develop and to let things slide. And I hope it's been good for her to have someone 
insist on more orderliness than she would insist on herself. And I don't know, maybe she would be a more orderly person if she wasn't married to me. And she needed to be more uh, for herself, in that there wasn't someone who was going to do it for her. But maybe not. It's a mystery how we develop these sides of ourselves. And to some extent, we develop these sides of ourselves in response to the people in our lives. So, um, so by no means am I saying that these are our fixed behaviors. But I do know I had a different girlfriend in college who was extremely orderly, and it turned me off. Uh, perhaps because I saw too much of myself in it, and I didn't like what I saw. So it's a dance that we do, and I try to remind myself to let go, but also to remember why I want to be orderly in the first place, and make it happen when it counts, such as today. And what I find is that when it counts, you know, I, I could probably convince my wife to just leave without doing this to the house. She'd be happy to do so. But she also deeply understands the value of doing this and deeply appreciates it when we get home and you walk into the house from being away for a bunch of time and your house is clean and inviting and feels like it's awaiting your presence. That's certainly worth the effort now to give yourself that gift later. And that's what I'm going to go do right now. Thanks for listening. Uh, I will talk to you in a couple days. Till then.